back to the greatest music NFT podcast show. I am your host, Beaks Vibe, and this is your number one source for all things Web3 music and music NFTs. And I try to make this a podcast about the betterment and future of technology and how we're disrupting the music industry and trying to keep it at a 100. But this week, I am forced to talk about none other than Soldier Boy Tell Him because Public Enemy Finesser number one has entered the NFT community. And we need to talk about what has just happened in the last few days. So for those of you not aware, we have to talk about Soldier Boy, and he has dropped his first debut music NFT collection. Now, this is an amazing story because I feel a multitude of emotions when thinking about Soldier Boy. First and foremost, you know, I have a close connection with Young Drake on myself personally. I grew up in an era of hip hop music where there was arguably a little bit of a drought, let's just say, when it came to quality of production. This was kind of the before the 2000 teens, kind of after the 2000s, you know, in that kind of 2008, 2009, 2010 era. And man, the hip hop music, you know, it was hard pressed for some quality music production. I think we had some top songs of the times like Pop and Champagne by... I forget. And of course, we had, you know, the classics like Crank That by Soldier Boy. And so, you know, as people always remember kind of the most popular music of their heyday and kind of their high school, senior year kind of prom type, you know, Soldier Boy's music catalog was unfortunately part of my memories uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I've known about Soldier Boy and he's been kind of part of my existence for a long time and so you know he's always been on the the cutting edge of using whatever was the latest and newest innovative technology to help do whatever he was doing and soldier boy definitely had like you know hustlers mentality and all this stuff and has famous stories when limewire was kind of the main Thing for people to get their music, you know, Soldier Boy, you know, if 50 Cent was like the most popular artist of the time within the club, let's say, Soldier Boy would take his song, whatever song he was trying to get out to the world, you know, retitle it 50 Cent in the club, put it on LimeWire, and then when people would then go to download 50 Cent in the club and then listen to the song they just downloaded, they would end up hearing Soldier Boy crank that. So that was kind of just, you know, that, that was a little bit of the taste of kind of the consistency you would see of who Soldier Boy was. It was kind of finessing however one could finesse. And I mean, listen, it broke him as an artist. So on one hand, you got to celebrate kind of the hustler's mentality of what he does. And then we can talk about kind of lately what he's been doing in the NFT scene. So let's get to that. And the NFT scene, you know, I love this, right? I love the irony within the situation because it's just the great food for thought that um, I like to think about, which is, you know, the ethics of all this stuff. And, you know, what are, as an NFT community, what are we really about? And I think, you know, the music NFT community is even a subset of that um, one step further. And I think the music NFT community thinks about kind of collectively, you know, what is our ethos as collectors, as creators? as NFTers, if you will. 
And so anytime, and, and we talk about, and I'm going to talk about this probably in my next episode. Uh, this might be a night where Old Beaks Vibe has to record a couple episodes because I got a couple things I want to say that I need to get off my chest. And because I like to keep these episodes short and quick, you know, I don't like to kind of tangent into too many topics per episode. So I feel like if there's a couple, you know, off topic things that I would like to talk about, I might even turn that into its own episode. So we'll see. We'll see. But when we look at the NFT community and we and we try to understand, are we a community of grifters and LARPers and thieves and scammers, or are we the next generation of creators and artists and just using a new medium of you know digital goods and the whole thing, yada, 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 that you know what NFTs and we don't need to break down further what that definition is. And I think the jury's still out on exactly where NFTs will be. And I did just hear someone say that, you know, NFTs are not Web3. That blockchain technology is Web3. And NFTs are a part of that, but they are not the whole or the sum of that. And I think that is, um, I think I agree with that, with that sentiment. And uh, I think I appreciate what that means because as it comes to be, you know, the NFT community, it is a little ambiguous what the ethos is, to put it lightly, right? Because, you know, the copyright thing, anytime there's like the legal aspect of, and we're going to come back to where this, where Soldier Boy comes into all this in just a second here, but, you know, the copyright thing is really interesting to me. You know, first off, you know, anyone in the music industry, I mean, that is what we deal with. You know, not everyone in every industry always has to deal with like copyright or intellectual property issues. You know, of course, that being trademarks, patents and copyrights. And so, you know, being in the music industry, you know, just kind of by proximity effect, you, you learn about copyrights, you know, because it's part of the nature of the beast in which you work with. And when you come from music production background, you know, which is what I have, you know, you really get more of an understanding or a deeper understanding of copyright issues because you, you learn about sampling and especially like in hip hop, right? And you, you learn about using other people's works to then monetize your own work. So almost like literally off the backs of other creators, you're using work to then help kind of uplift your own art. And so you can kind of, in theory, right, and, and conceptually, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense where copyrights and royalties and sampling and use cases where, you know, I'm going to use this very popular guitar riff from this one famous song that everyone knows, and that's going to be the attention grabber, and then I'm going to make this other thing kind of on top of it and make all this money off of it, but you got to share some of that, pro you know, that sh some of that profit because you're using all this work. Anyways, so... Soldier Boy comes out and puts a NFT project out, and it's a very limited project, only 500 pieces, and there's not even like rarity items. It isn't even like 15 have this one, you know, I, uh, rare trait. I, I didn't mean rare items. I meant rare traits, you know, and this one has rare traits, so on and so forth. It was just, here's like a 3D animated picture, and there's 500 copies of it. And I guess the question is, what if we're wondering if once again... Soldier Boy is coming as a finesser or as a, you know, pioneer of technology and just get catching a bad rap for what he's doing. And so what happens is because he, you know, because he's Soldier Boy and he knows how to do things right, you know, he has used so many of the pages of the kind of strategy of the marketing textbook that we all talk about in terms of how 
you know, where is the Web3 community? It's on Twitter. It's on social audio. We've literally dedicated episodes to this. And then, you know, how do you engage? You engage with the community. You know, you're you're there face to face. You're doing all this stuff. And so what does Soldier Boy do? He without I mean, it was almost like a surprise announcement. It came out of nowhere. Announces he's launching a 500 piece music NFT 3D NFT collection. He talks about it's going to be gamified. There's like an upcoming, you know, whole component to how this is going to be used in some game or some kind of aspect, right? Just all these little buzzwords that we all know in the NFT Web3 space, you know, gamification, Game 5, 3D, NFT, music NFT, on the Ethereum blockchain, minting on OpenSea. No roadmap, no nothing, but it's a picture of him wearing some Nikes with a couple Lambos behind him. And what's he do? He, well, he takes to Twitter spaces, um, host it. I think there were like 13,000 people that were listening to it. I mean, I think he has over 5 million followers on Twitter. So, you know, his presence is known. So when he goes and, you know, makes these announcements or goes live on Twitter, I mean, it definitely sends a, a ripple into, you know, the internet. <laughs> so... And think, I mean, if there's only 13,000, or if there is not only, if there's 13,000 people, you know, cumulatively listening to this Twitter space and there's only 500 pieces, that starts looking pretty good when you start looking at the economics of scarcity and demand. And so he comes in, hypes this thing up, everyone's hype, big Draco soldier boy, yeah, 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 let's go. And what happens? OpenSea takes down the collection because copyright issues. Apparently, Anytime you're featuring intellectual property in your NFT artwork that you don't own, you can't use it. And what was right at the center of the NFT artwork that he was trying to profit off of? Well, apparently, allegedly, it was Nike shoes, Nike branded logo shoes, and Ferrari branded cars. And you can't have Ferrari logo brand. You can't have Nike logo brand. And so OpenSea, through automatic detection software, was able to detect the infringed upon intellectual property and take it down. And so, of course, this only caused more uproar. This only caused more buzz. Now it was, let's get Soldier Boy's music NFT project back up. Right. So it kind of stroked the fire of his community before we knew anything better. So on and so forth. It went back up. It got taken back down, went back up, got taken back down. But what ended up happening is it's now down. And Soldier Boy went from promoting this as hard as he possibly could. It minted the entire thing out live on Twitter spaces. And I do have a clip here we're going to play. It's about a 36-second clip. So actually, let's get to that now. If you guys don't know, Thread God, who's like a daily Twitter spaces host, he's like big in, term, big in the NFT community. He was hosting a space, got Soldier Boy in his space, and he had one big question to ask him. Now let's hear it. I don't know if you're familiar with me and what I do, but I am a blockchain historian. So I'm trying to do a little research here, and I just want to clarify. Are you the first rapper with a 3D NFT project, or is that not true? 
I the first rapper with a motherfucking 3D NFT, nigga. Ain't nobody never had a motherfucking 3D NFT before me, nigga. I the first rapper to sell out a 3D NFT, nigga, during a Twitter space. You did what I'm saying with the crypto community. You did what I'm saying. Nobody ain't never did this shit before. I was the first rapper with a 3D NFT to sell out during a Twitter space. Yes, I was. Bitch, Draco, make some motherfucking noise for me. All right, so there you hear it. That soldier boy himself talking about, you know, s- selling out the 3D NFT, but it then got taken down from OpenSea. I think he then realized it was completely infringing upon copyrights, was which was totally against all the terms of service, against uh, the marketplaces like OpenSea. And then he deleted it, but but he sold it out. But he t- and he took it off his uh, he took the link to which was he was promoting in his bio down, putting all these tweets out. And so now everyone came out and was like, well, is Soldier Boy a rugger? Is he a rugger? Don't tell me, Big Draco, Soldier Boy tell him, is rugging the NFT community. Not on the day he comes and enters the, with music, with a 3D gamified music NFT, only 500 copies. I mean, this must be the best game in the world with only 500 copies available. So that's what happened. And so it got taken down, got a little bit of flack for it. And as one, another page out of the textbook, if you are trying to finesse a little too much, if you are trying to scam the NFT community, you know, we have to start tweeting some philosophical thoughts. So Soldier Boy takes to Twitter and four days ago tweets, don't think too much. You'll create a problem that wasn't even there in the first place. Boom. I love that. Tweets again. Once you've gained control of your thoughts and feelings, there's absolutely nothing in your life that cannot change or improve. Oof. I love that too. He goes on a little bit further. So he says, all artists hit my DM, putting together a dope team for my next NFT collection. Join the Discord or DM me or my DMs are open. Let's go. So Soldier Boy doesn't let this stop him, by the way. He goes on to relaunch a new collection. And so he comes back with a pixel version of a music, or I don't even know if it's a music NFT. I think it's just an NFT project, but it's a pixelated version of so called Soldier Boy Pixel Art. Uh, the floor price was at 0.01 ETH. Let's look at OpenSea right now. So the floor price is at 0.007 ETH, but total volume, total trading volume of 35 ETH, and there are 1,400 versions. So it looks like there's four four different copies. There's a purple background, a blue background, a red background, and an orange background uh, with various quantities of each. And it might be kind of the worst looking pixel art, you know, ever seen. So it's pretty horrible. It's pretty bad. But that's kind of Soldier Boy's move. You know, it's there's some there's some type of charm in the low effort of uh, artistic value. And this is consistent through Soldier Boy in the way he's kind of hustled in the past. I'm not just kind of speaking to his art, right? I mean, let's start from Crank That. You know, he, that was self-produced beats. I mean, it was pretty much as simple as simple got in terms of production value, but it was, that was part of the charm of why it became so catchy and it became so, you know, had such a great hook and, and it went viral. And then when he was doing drop shipping with, uh, selling whatever he was selling. You know, his website was very just low maintenance, kind of like a basic Shopify type of website, but that was part of the charm. He didn't have to spruce up this website to generate all this traffic into to a site. You know, it was like people liked the fact that it was kind of this bare bones, 
just kind of stock website, you know, look because it was Soldier Boy that it worked for him. So kind of going with that, it's like he's not putting too much effort into the art. It's more of the fact that it's, you know, this lower quality art and it's Soldier Boy that kind of is what has always seemed to work for him. So if it will continue to work for him, will be interesting to see. But the second collection apparently or allegedly did sell out too. And it sold out for under in under five minutes, he claims on Twitter. But it looks like the prices have just only dropped. And so I don't know if this is a recommended buy. I haven't bought it. I don't plan to buy it. And, you know, I think the question is, you know, as I kind of first brought up was, you know, what do we want out of our community? You know, on one hand, we want this like, you know, everyone claims for mass adoption. We need more eyeballs. We need more attention. And so anytime you see kind of a credible figure like a soldier boy, it's like, oh, like we want some aspect of this. But when it goes from entering and leaving as quickly as he or is leaving as quickly as he got here by promoting a copyright infringement NFT, minting it out, selling it out. And then getting taken down, you know, deletes the links, all the links in his bios, and then just comes out with another one, sells that out. There's no real kind of upcoming roadmap. There's no real understanding of, you know, what's to actually materialize from for the community in terms of if they mint this or if they buy this on secondary market, you know, what's in it for them other than to say that they also got rugged by Soldier Boy. So that's it. I mean... I kind of just want to leave that to to the fans, to the listeners. You know, I think it's something to consider as we, you know, practice what we preach and we talk about, you know, or think about, you know, what it is we want, who it is we want, you know, who are the types of artists we want. I hate to think that Web3 is the land of the Web2, you know, cannots. I'd love to see some Web2 successes stories, you know, be able to transition to Web3 and put be able to put a good name on it and not just look at it for a way to only extract value. And that's really kind of the the big thing is, are people adding value or are they extracting value to their community when they come in to Web3? And when you're just minting an NFT with no roadmap and then suddenly disappearing or it's suddenly getting taken down and you're only just coming back with a new NFT, it's like, well, are you adding value or are you extracting value? So that's where I'll leave it to my community. I'll say, are you adding value or are you extracting value? Hopefully I'm adding a little bit of value to your life with this podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at TGM NFT pod. Of course, you know, that's short for the greatest music NFT podcast show. You can also follow us on TikTok. You can also follow us on YouTube. We sometimes drop clips. We sometimes drop full episodes. So check us out there, but you can always make sure you listen to us or find us wherever podcasts are streamed. I would like to try and build up a little bit more of a Web3 component of this podcast since it's obviously about Web3 uh, stuff, Um, but hopefully it won't be a gamified 3D music NFT with infringing copyright um, trademark logos on the art itself. I will try to do just a step above that if possible, but no guarantees, no guarantees. So that's it from us. I will see you same place, same time next week. Peace.